This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forrester, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. And this week, I am so just blown away. This man, he just needs a flak jacket. He takes a brave stand. And this is his true heart. Who you see him as on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, that is who this man is. He's consistent in his message. And sometimes messages are uncomfortable. And I can tell you from what he says that I've walked the same path. I've been that former bad husband. You know, that former unhealthy guy. And uh, so if you would welcome with me today, Robbie Harvey. And uh, Robbie, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, it's beautiful uh, here in Florida. Uh, a little too cold for us, but uh, my wife and I were able to get out this morning and enjoy uh, a little bit of the sunshine. Uh, but it's it's windy and cold and we we... We Floridians, we do not like that. So, <laughs> but it's good. I was going to say cold in Florida is like, it, it takes on quick and uh, it does. man, it, it hits hard. So it's hopefully one of those that you're not experiencing, like the same thing you guys did a few weeks back where it was like the iguanas and all the reptiles are kind of having adverse reactions and, you know, falling out of trees and stuff. So hopefully it's not as uh, drastic and cold as it was, no, was recently. No. No, but we're ready for spring, so we're ready for uh, this to get over. But thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Man, it's my pleasure. And like I said, you are a brave man. You know, it's it's been one I've I've had the the pleasure and just the privilege of being able to watch you say stuff. Um, unfortunately, it's some of the stuff that I used to say. You know, in the guy who I was before when I was angry, bitter afraid, you know, all that stuff. And I was projecting it into my environment and, um, you know, you just, you share it not judgingly, but just matter of factly, Hey, this is not healthy. Um, how did you come about like deciding to share that and go that direction to be the voice? Because like I said, man, you take flack from from men and women for what you're sharing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had always heard about TikTok and things of that nature and, and never really uh, dove into it because mostly you hear the negative things about TikTok. And um, so one day I, you know, probably like everybody else, I was bored I downloaded it and got to looking and I, you know, found a lot of stuff funny. And I was like, well, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. And, my kids and I were watching animal videos and all that. And then my wife and I, you know, we're fun. We, we have fun. We like to laugh. We like to joke. Uh, we like to poke fun at each other. And we saw some couples videos and I was like, oh, we could do that. So I originally started my TikTok as, uh, as for fun and, and try to make people laugh and, 
uh, do that. And then I did one serious TikTok on marriage and how I look at my wife and how I uh, treat her and it exploded. And I thought, wow, I thought that was just kind of common sense, you know, uh, to be good to your wife. And then I started getting messages from all these women. My husband does this to me. My husband says this to me. And I was kind of blown away. And as I was reading the messages, I was like, wait, that's who I used to be. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a flashback. And, and, And when you're, you know, a bad husband, you kind of think, you don't really think about other people because you're so self-centered and you're so into yourself and things of that nature until you get out of it and you can take the blinders off and you see there's a bigger problem here. Um, I didn't realize uh, that there was more versions of me out there, if that makes sense. Um, And I look back now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's terrible. And what I have come to find out, and I think the biggest thing that I have learned is women just feel like they don't have a voice and they don't know how to communicate to their husbands. And I just thought to myself, well, I'll do that. I'll communicate for you. Um, and it's, so it's kind of like these women have been saying the same thing I've been saying um, this whole time, but hearing it from a different person Uh kind of grabs people's attention. So that's, that's how it all started. Yeah. And I love to see how much it's being shared and it's, it's one of those of people definitely will engage. So this isn't who, you you know, who you are now isn't who you've always been. So who are you now? Let's talk on like the business side of things. Let's start there and, and we'll move into personal afterwards. Yeah. So, um, I work for a church. I'm the media director. And a lot of people are surprised to hear that. They were like, wow, you were a bad husband while working for a church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, you know, uh, there are a lot of bad people in church. Uh, I wasn't treating my wife the way um, she should have been treated. Um, But that's okay. Uh, That's part of it. So I work for a church. I'm in charge of media. Uh, I do all, you know, graphics and videos and things of that nature. And um, so that's what I do. Um, I'm also an announcer. So I announce um, stock car racing. Uh, And so I've been doing that for many years. And um, that's kind of who I am on the professional side. Um, You know, on the personal side, uh, it's it's, it's night and day um, from who I used to be 10 years ago to today. Um, I'm a much more empathetic person. Uh, I'm much more understanding of people's pain and their story much more, you know, you know how men are, their wife will say something and instantly it's a battle line and you just want to fight. Nowadays, I'm much more open to listening to my wife and, and what she has to say and, and what she has to offer to our relationship. Um, and she is truly become my best friend over these past five, six, seven years um, versus we were just kind of roommates before um, on two different paths. And so 
that's that's kind of how who I am today. That's awesome. Yeah, the difference the difference that our change can make in our marriage and our family is just amazing. It's it's huge, and I don't think we give it the credit or realize what kind of an impact it can have. Now, like when I watch you um, on TikTok, you are very like conscious. You're making intentional decisions. I love my wife. I'm attracted to my wife. There are many times where it's like, it's mundane, right? Life is not always exciting. And so, you know, there's that opportunity to, to choose to just fall into a rut. Um, how do you go about, you know, choosing to see your wife as your best friend, um, to be empathetic to her, you know, and your children, you've got three, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. So as a dad and a husband, how are you choosing to step in, um, into those roles with those characteristics? So it, it has to be just with me, a conscious effort. So I literally start each day, the moment I open my eyes, I start to give thanks for everything. And I just start listing all things. It could be, it could be as simple as, Hey, I'm thankful for that lamp that we have over there. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for, uh, my kids report card. Uh, I, I do that every day. And that's a new thing that I've started the past couple of years. Um, I have found that if you're intentional and, and focusing on the good, that that can make a huge difference. So to give you an example, my wife and I were about to celebrate our 14th anniversary. We're going away on a little trip. She texted me and said, hey, Why don't we get manicures and pedicures on our trip? Now, let me tell you, if she would have texted that five years ago, I would have instantly said, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And I would have replied with a a negative attitude. I would have almost been angry that she would even suggest. But my instant response was, okay, absolutely. That sounds like fun. I've never had a manicure. I've never had a pedicure. I've never, ever even thought about doing it. But this is something she wants to do and something she wants uh, to experience. And I know that when we do it, uh, and I'll post updates on my Instagram on when we're doing it, um, that we're going to have a lot of laughs together, uh, that we're going to chuckle. And I'm going to sit there and roll my eyes and go, this is ridiculous. And she's going to laugh. And, you know, and so it's things like that, um, that men, if they're just open, you know, if your wife comes home and says, hey, you want to go for a walk with me? Go. You know, we went for a walk last night at nine o'clock at night in our neighborhood. Um, In the past, I would have told her no immediately. She now knows. And, and, and to go back to that, it got to a point where she wouldn't even have asked. She knew my answer before I would answer her. She knew what I would say. She knew I would have an attitude. She knew I would be a jerk about it. Uh, but now she knows, hey, I can ask him. And he might, he'll, he'll probably say yes. 
Now, there may be a day where I'm extremely tired and say no, but at least my no is respectful. At least my no is, hey, babe, I'm, I'm just really tired today. Um, if you don't mind, you can go ahead and go. You know, so that's, that's what I do now um, to invest in my wife um, and not say no constantly. Yeah. And I think it's one of those that when you look at it, you know, if you're into let's say gaming, right? The guy is into gaming. His, his girlfriend, his wife comes over and goes, Hey, can I play this with you? I mean, we've seen it on TikTok where it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, just like the, the sea parted the moon, you know, the, all the planets are in alignment kind of thing. How can we have that reaction when, you know, those kind of things are asked, you know, like, Hey, let's go watch a born movie or a sci-fi movie or whatever and not expect the reaction to potentially be the same from our wives. Like you're talking about going, get in a, a Manny Petty dude. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean diddly squat to you or I, but to our wife, it's like, Hey, I want you to participate and be there with me in this. And uh, I mean, that's, that's amazing that she wants to, to have you there. And why would we not expect for their reaction to be the same when, you know, we get so elated and excited when they want to be a part of our world. Um, yeah. And I, th I think that the key is, at least with me, you just stop caring what other people think. Yeah. Um, I could care less, you know, if anyone knows I'm going to go get a manicure or a pedicure, I could care less now where a few years ago, that was different. Um, who cares? Um, I, I have the most beautiful human on the planet as my wife. Um, and that's all I care about uh, is her opinion. And I, that's why I kind of get, I chuckle at some of these comments from men on my stuff. They say, you're just doing this for the attention from all these women. Um, no, <laughs> because the only woman I care about um, is with me every single night. Um, next to me in our bed. And that's who I care about. Um, so I think if men can get over what others think and, and be more open, what their wives think that could be, that could transform their marriage, their relationship. Yeah. When we're, when we're open to that kind of stuff and we talk about it, it's, it's absolutely transformational. Now, because like you're being intentional and you're, and you're being, you know, positive and everything. Does that mean that like, there's no arguments, everything is a bed of roses and it's the rainbow and unicorns, or, I mean, is, is marriage still real? Is it still tough? Same thing with parenting. I mean, do you guys still have, have like challenges that, you know, people are throwing in the comments and going, well, if you were married and had this problem is, is life still real for you? Just, you know, in spite of everything you're doing to be empathetic and loving? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we very much um, have the same problems as everyone else does. Um, the difference now is in the past, uh, we would go to war and we would arm ourselves and our goal would be to intentionally hurt each other, yeah. where now it's very different. Um, I've learned that if there's something that my wife is doing that I don't agree with or, or frustrates me. 
it's okay to just go talk to her and say, Hey, listen, can we, can you not do that please right now? It's very, you know, and so we just communicate better. We still have arguments. That's normal, but our arguments aren't intended to tear each other down anymore. Uh, it's more about solving the problem. And we have learned that we um, are, are, are blessed and um, God has blessed us in tremendous ways. And we're not going to let this one issue um, bring us down. God has um, put us through this unbelievable journey and, and taken us out of the darkness. And so uh, we have grown uh, into who we are today. But yes, the problems still exist. We still have uh, family issues outside of our marriage. Uh, we still have frustrating days. I mean, my wife this morning just said, I'm very moody today. Okay. I know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, all that exists. Uh, and, um, that's, that's the one thing I want people to understand. We don't have it all together. Uh, my, I try not to present myself as if we do. Um, but you can get through this just by tweaking a few little things here and there. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask. I mean, for you and I, we both understand, hey, life is still life, mm -hmm. but it's how you handle it, right? It's like going through a storm. I can either go through it in a rowboat and absolutely absolutely get tossed and you know decimated, or I can be in a larger fishing boat, right? Where it's still rough but it's, it's doable. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to think that it's like, it's always clear, clear sailing or smooth seas, not realistic. Life is still going to occur. Um, but the, the reality of it, the benefit of it in being on the same page, being a, a, a healthy man and being open and loving to your wife and family, is just, it's so different. I mean, you're in like a different universe as far as what you experience and the, the dividends from it. Um, can you take us back, Robbie? Like when you say like, Hey, I was a former bad husband. What was the former Robbie like? And did you realize that, you know, the, the kind of the challenges that you were putting up in, in your, within your family? No. Um, when you look back, I didn't realize quite the, the jerk I was. Um, I was just, you know, it was my way or the highway. Um, your opinion doesn't matter. I had the, oh, suck it up and get through it mentality. Uh, I had the, uh, no, uh, if she had an opinion, I could care less. Uh, I had a lot of anger issues. Uh, I was, um, didn't take care of myself. You know, uh, now I exercise on a regular basis, which back then I did not. Um, and you know, I, 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 you talked about gaming, you know, I would game for hours at a time and, and not spend any time with my wife. Um, just typical stuff. And I would be mean. And my wife literally told me 
a few years ago, I went into our marriage expecting to be divorced. That's kind of a punch to the stomach um, hearing it nowadays. And you think, my gosh, that's how awful I was, but that's how sad she was going into our wedding day. Um, and I'm shocked she went into our wedding day. Um, so you don't realize in the moment just how bad of a person you are until you kind of get out of it. And, and reading these stories that I get today and these comments from women, um, it, 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 it's almost, you know, the trigger warning type of thing. It, it, it really reminds me of who I used to be. Now, some of these men, they say awful things. I never got that bad. And of course, I get a lot of uh, physical abuse and it was never like that with her and I, but I tore my wife down mentally on a regular basis. I made her feel worthless. Uh, I made her feel like she didn't matter. Um, I, I could have cared less about how she felt about anything, any subject. Um, if we were going to a restaurant, it was going to be my decision. Uh, if we were going on vacation, it was going to be up to me. Uh, and so, you know, little things like that matter. And then, of course, our arguments, we argued on a regular basis. And uh, typical narcissist things where I would just threaten to leave her and say, well, I'll just leave you. I'll get the divorce papers tomorrow. I would say that all the time. And it's, it's terrible. Um, and, and it's one of those, Robbie, that, that was a very similar path, very similar actions to what I was carrying out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, change is possible. And we're not saying here, um, that, Hey, it's always the man, uh, that, you know, women are never the ones to cause the pain. Look, we're all hurt people and hurt mm -hmm. people, hurt people, meaning that, yeah, there's going to be stuff that comes up on either side. We're both at fault potentially. Right. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it's some of us are further down the rabbit hole than others. I was very much near the bottom. So if you fell, I would have waved. Um, yeah. <laughs> with that yep. being said, Robbie. So if, if I, if you were talking to me and I was who I was, let's say eight, 10 years ago, and I'm oblivious Robbie to what's going on. And I start wondering, well, am I the healthy guy or am I unhealthy? How would you have helped me like determine, okay, Mike, like you're, you're either very hurt and you're, you know, dropping an atomic bomb in the middle of your family, you know, you're causing that pain and trauma. Or if I'm in the empathetic side, like where you're at now, how could I assess that to determine where I'm at? You know, I get a lot of messages, believe it or not, from men uh, uh, that say, man, I've been watching your videos and I didn't realize it, but that's me. Mm. And it, it's, it's, that's my goal. My goal is for men to watch my videos and say, oh my gosh, that's me. That's who I am. And I'm trying to not really shame them into it, but. I kind of want to punch them in the gut and say, Hey, wake up. This is what's happening. And it's okay. There is a path. There is a path to healing and, and saving your marriage. 
And I get messages from women all the time and say, hey, you, you've saved our marriage. And I just respond, no, I didn't. I just helped open your eyes. That's it. Um, you guys are saving your marriage. You know, men, I, I, I guess we don't realize how sensitive women are. We don't realize how hurtful our words can be. I certainly didn't. Um, you know, the littlest of comments can change a woman's whole mentality. And so that's what I'm trying to help men understand. And it's hard for us, especially when we're young uh, and dumb and not able to process all this stuff. And so my goal is my, my advice for people who may be not realizing what they're doing is if you can watch my video and not have a guilty conscience, then you're good. Um, but if you watch my videos and, and something speaks to you, that may be worth looking at. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. Yeah. And, and I'll be the first to say, I was that guy that took a four by four across the head. It was not subtlety was not yeah. going to get through to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's how it is. I mean, I, I, I a lot of these stories that I share, um, it is, it, I mean, they even shock me. Uh, even I still read them. It's, it's unbelievable unbelievable um and then some of them are so outlandish where i don't want to say i feel bad for the man but something has happened in that man's life to make them that angry and um it just it's heartbreaking yeah but there is hope i mean regardless of what they've gone through that that opportunity is still there doesn't mean it's going to be easy for some people it may be much harder than it is for others but the choice is still there. And uh, the amazing thing is that you and I as dads, like we're in a season, regardless of which one we're in, we're in a season and it's going to change as we go along, right? Like right now you're a dad, right? Your children are going to grow up and then they're going to be parents and they will, you know, have for you grandchildren. So it's one of we're, we're in a place of making powerful decisions. What we decide to do as men who are, are hurt is we can look at this and go, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? The one I inherited or one that's healthy and empowers and, and equips my children to move forward. And uh, dude, I mean, it, it, it's scary when you think about it that way, but it's also empowering. Um, I don't know if you walked through that kind of realization and thought process and what did that look like for you if you did? Yeah. So my goal is, um, I want my kids to one day when they're old enough, watch my videos Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to see a different person 
I want them to see, hey, that's my dad. Uh, and they can be able to process that. Uh, that has been my goal. Um, I once had a conversation with a, a, a teenage girl about 10 years ago. Her dad is a pretty well-known politician. And her and I just had a conversation uh, privately while we were at uh, away at a youth camp. And she said, the man you see every day is not the man at home. And that just struck me like, and I think about that all the time. So when my kids watch my videos, I want them to say, Hey, that's my dad. And it's the same person at home as in the videos. And I let them see how I treat their, their mom, um, constantly hugging her, constantly giving her kisses constantly uh, complimenting her and, and saying thank you and things. I want my daughter to see, hey, this is how a woman is treated. So, yeah, being a dad uh, is a big part of why I'm doing this. How do you see, like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty just like that politician was where mm -hmm. I would tell my wife and kids, you know, we're going to church, put on a facade. Right. Nobody else needs to know what's going on. Um, how do you see that impacting the wife, the children when when I'm like threatening them? Hey, don't don't say anything. Keep up the the image. Right. How does how does that impact them? Yeah. Um, you know, working for a church and I work for a, a, a fairly large church. Uh, where there's a few thousand people and you hear a lot of stories and it's the same thing. Um, it's a different person on Sunday than it is at home. And you think about their kids and you think about what they're going through and it just kind of break, breaks your heart. Uh, I am not the all knowing biblical learning Bible reading uh, theologian uh, that can just bust out a sermon. Um, um, so I, 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 I try not to pretend to be that. So even though I work for a church, a lot of people assume, well, this is a pastor. He's high and mighty. He's above us. He doesn't understand what we're going through. And I try to teach my kids that. I try to say, hey, you don't have to to be someone fake just because of who you are at church or, or what be real. And so I don't pretend to be anything other than who I am. And a lot of people dislike me um, because of um, my TikToks and uh, uh, my straight to the point um, thoughts and, and, and things of that nature. So, I really do focus on my kids on, Hey, be real, be who you are. So the person they see on Sunday, like I said, is the same person. When we come home, the person they see on my TikToks, the same person uh, at the house. And especially for my wife, the person she sees on Sunday, it's the same person at home. Um, and, and, and vice versa for my wife, the woman I see on Sunday at church is the exact same woman at home when it's just her and I. Uh, so I think if the church was more like that, 
Don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't be ashamed of the mistakes you've made. You know, learn from it and and let it be your testimony. Uh, we can make a huge difference. Yeah, it's it's one of those I've heard of. You know, letting your mess become your message, and yeah. uh, it it's like nobody's perfect. So why are you expecting that you need to be perfect? But yet there I was. You know, <laughs> it's that mm-hmm. That's right. it's it's that false belief and expectation because it's like, if I looked at you, it'd be like, Robbie, you don't have to have things all together, but I was hypercritical of myself and I had that expectation, which is unrealistic, but yet it's there. Um, in, in what I'm watching and hearing from you, Robbie, like you are taking responsibility for who you are and like your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, is that something that's been um, important in the transformation from who you were to who you are now today? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't have the best of childhoods and I, I know there's a lot of discussion as far as childhood and how you're raised really affects who you become. And I believe that I truly believe that, but also I don't let that be an excuse for my behavior. Um, my father was not a good father. Uh, he was a terrible father. He was a terrible husband to my mom. They divorced when I was 10. Um, it was not a a good upbringing. I was poor, uh, sometimes homeless. Um, my father would use me as a pawn to get back at my mother. Uh, but I look back now and my mother did her best and I'm thankful for that. She worked hard to be a single mom and provide the best for me. And so I don't let that be an excuse. Uh, I was never taught how to be a father. I was never taught how to be a man. I was never taught how to love a woman. Um, I was never taught any of those things, but it's no excuse. Um, And so I've sat with my pastor and I said, you know, I, I have struggled with how I've raised and, 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 and I told him, I said, my goal is to stop it with my kids. The change is coming with me and my kids will learn how to be a good father. My kids will learn how to be a good husband. Um, and it's still a work in progress. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, don't have it together. Uh, we'll never have it together. And I'm just real with people. And I think people kind of take offense to that because they're like, well, you work for a church, so you're supposed to have it together. Well, why? Um, why? I think that's the problem. Uh, some pastors just aren't open. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people respond to me because they, they feel like, hey, he's on our level. Um, and that's good because all pastors are on your level. Um, just some of them fake it. <laughs> so that's how it is. Yeah. It's no different. You're going to see it in corporate. You're going to see it, at, you know, like your family get togethers, friends, church, wherever it's like, we're, you'll put on a facade and make it look good. It's so it's, it's, uh, it's a prevalent thing. I think it's a, uh, yeah. like a false garment that we put on. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
so Robbie, let's say I'm still the guy that I was before and I'm out here in Kansas. I don't have access to like, you know, your pastor to have that conversation. What could I use to get from who I was to, you know, kind of like where you're talking about now, you know, like having this relationship with your wife and your children, how can I, how can I learn that stuff? Like you said, you didn't learn from your dad. How can I go about learning that? What's some tools that you would suggest for me? So I think the biggest mistake that people make is when they want to change, they, they think of the finish line and they see how far away the finish line is and they get discouraged. So it's like a, a, a weight loss journey. Um, say you want to lose 50 pounds, uh, but you want to lose that 50 pounds tomorrow. You want to lose it next week. And, and you think about the finish line first instead of taking the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I were, were runners. Um, if we get to the starting line and start thinking about the finish line, which is six miles away, uh, it's discouraging. And you have to think about the first mile and the second mile. And so that's my biggest advice to people. Understand that this is a journey. You're not going to figure it out tomorrow. And I tell people, just take it 1%. Each day, be 1% better than you were yesterday. Um, and if you do that, imagine where you'll be in a year. So for me, my first step was focusing on my physical health. I knew if I could feel better about myself, um, I could start to feel better about other people. Um, So that's what I really focused on. And that really helped a lot. When I started feeling better physically and mentally, that kind of starts to open your eyes. Um, So, and then I started surrounding myself with other good people. You know, you may not, have learned how to be a good man or a good husband, but you can choose to surround yourself with good men and good husbands Um, and just surround yourself. You don't have to have a weekly meeting with them and have them teach you. Just surround yourself with good men and surround yourself with good couples. Um, And so just 1% better. Focus on yourself physically, focus on yourself mentally surround yourself with other people and, and just be open to growing. And, um, you know, I'm excited to, uh, we talk about not having it together. I'm excited to where I'm going to be in five years. You know, there is still a journey uh, to go. So um, that's what I would say to people. So are you saying there's no like emotional liposuction that's going to help me transform tomorrow? No, no. It's a, uh, excuse me. Uh, no, uh, I wish, uh, but I think that's really is. I mean, think about it. When people go on a diet, uh, a lot of us want the quick fix. I've been there. You know, you want to lose all that weight. You want to gain that six pack and uh, it's hard. It's hard. Well, marriage is hard and there's nowhere anyone says it's easy. You'll never see me in my videos say it's easy, but nothing's worth anything. If, if, if there, if there isn't work involved, some, I talked about us being runners. The best feeling is, is running a race 
and giving it your all and, and going through that pain, through that race. And, and then when you cross the finish line, that feeling of crossing a finish line, there's nothing better. Uh, that can be applied to everything, including your marriage. Uh, last year, my wife and I, I mean, we, we went through it. Um, there's a lot of details that people don't know uh, that will probably come out eventually. But I mean, we just went through it and it was the darkest time in our marriage. And we look back today and we're like, wow, we got through it and we worked hard and we stuck together and we fought and we fought and we fought. And now I don't want to say we crossed the finish line because the finish line uh, goes on forever in marriage, but we certainly have come out of the valley and it feels good to know where you were to where you are today. Well, that's awesome. And congratulations as well. I had it on my mind earlier, did not say it. So I apologize, but congratulations on 14 years, man. And especially in light of the fact that it's like last year was a challenge, you know, it's like you persevered, you both stuck with it and each other, and now you're at a different point. So congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And I've, I've been saying to people, we've been married 14 years and probably six or seven of those have been happy. So um, <laughs> I understand. It, you think about it, it's depressing, but it's true, but that's okay. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Is sticking with it and continuing to work on yourself and the marriage. You know, it, it's, it's amazing to see like what changes as we change. Um, you know, and that's, I can't change my wife. I can't change my children, but the one thing I have power in is changing me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, for so long I missed that. And I was like, Nope, I'm okay. It's everybody else in the world. That's messed up. (laughs) That's right. That's how I was. Yeah. It was always everybody else's fault. Yeah. Um, but if men would realize, and I've noticed this in my wife and by the way, she was not perfect and she would admit that. Uh, but when you start treating your wife a lot better, you'll see change in her, uh, in the way she treats you. And I've just been, I've noticed the difference in her, uh, in our marriage and it's just been wonderful. Um, and so if men can realize that, um, that treating your wife better, um, it really does change how they look at your marriage too. One of the things, and it pains me to, to say, to have said this, I'll admit it. That's not a problem. Um, but I used to look at it and I would, I would say, Robbie, my marriage is in a bad place. And as soon as my wife starts respecting me, I'll love her because right now she doesn't deserve it. Is there truth to that? And is that actually helpful in restoring the relationship? So I've always, my philosophy is this. If my wife decides to walk out today on our marriage, I can truly say right now, I did my best. Mm -hmm. I did my best. And there's nothing I can do to change that. If she says, that's it, I'm done. I'm over this, I'm leaving. There's nothing I can do to change it. Now, six, seven years ago, I could say, hey, 
okay, I'm going to do better. I'm sorry. Give me another chance. Give me another shot. Um, but today I really am doing my best and I really am giving it my all. And I really am trying. Now, would I be heartbroken? Do I want her to do that? No, I don't want her to do that. And I may say, hey, let's go to therapy. Let's try to figure this out. But I can confidently say I'm doing my best. And so that's what I would tell people. No matter how your wife is treating you, give your best. And, and if it doesn't work out, you can have a, a good conscience in knowing I gave my best. I don't want to ha- look back at and regret um, anything um, where the first part of my marriage, I regret the way I treated her, but that's okay. We're past that now. So if just give your best, give your best, give your best. And, it, and, and if your wife still doesn't respond or walks out, you know, in your heart, you did everything you could. That is so true. And Thank you for putting it in that way, because it's like we do have a responsibility. We have a position of power to to take that first step. I mean, if you and I are sitting here arguing and and one of us doesn't say, you know, we don't take that step towards reconciliation, things just get worse and worse. I think we've all seen that either in our own relationships or those around us. So our marriage is going to be no different. I mean, to expect it to be is. Yeah just kind of crazy, but yeah, you're and talking about doing your best. I get a lot of comments from men who say, well, why don't you do videos of what women say? And I might, it's hard to articulate this in comments, but uh, you know, I say, because I don't care. I want you to do your best. I want men to do their best. I know there's bad women out there. No one's saying there's not, but I want you to do your best. Um, and, 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 you know, a lot of people think that abuse is a competition. No, it's not a competition. I know women can abuse men, but I'm a man. I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. I'm given advice from a man's perspective and I want men to be better. Um, I don't think it's appropriate for me to tell a woman uh, uh, how to be a woman. <laughs> I mean, I can give advice on how to be a, a, a wife and treat your husband, but uh, that's why I, I focus on men because I've been there. I understand that man's perspective and I'm trying to change that perspective. Yeah. And like I said before, man, it's when I'm, I'm tempted to just buy a flak jacket and send it your way. Cause, <laughs> cause it's like your heart your heart is there. Like it's, it's, it's hard not to pick it up in what you're sharing and how you share it. You know, it's like, I want you as a man to step into this role, this responsibility and do what you can do. You can't fix your wife. You can't, you know, make anybody change. We talked about that, but you can do your best and that's all you're asking for. Um, and I so appreciate it. So thank you, Robbie, again, for dude, taking the position, being front and center, sharing that challenge and, and the insight into the, the darker, you know, unhealthy uh, 
places that we as men can show up and try and manipulate and, you know, get our way um, that we don't always realize, hey, this is having a, a bigger negative impact around you. Um, Robbie, how can people reach out, you know, after the podcast and and hear some of this stuff and, and get that encouragement from you to, to step into this this higher level of of manhood that you're calling them into? Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok or Instagram. Those are my two primary channels. Just search the Robbie Harvey. Um, a lot of my stuff will be coming to Facebook here soon. Um, so you can find me on Facebook and, um, you know, I, I keep my DMS open and, and of course my comments, I, I get thousands a day. Uh, so I try to read as many as possible. Uh, and I, I do respond to some and, and to try and encourage people. Um, but yeah, uh, that's where you can find me just searching the Robbie Harvey on TikTok or Instagram uh, and, and soon to be uh, Facebook. And just to make sure it's clear, it's the R-O-B-B-I-E Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y. So I want to make sure people can get in touch with you and uh, no excuses. So Robbie, thank you again, my friend, for joining me today and sharing your story, the insights and encouragement. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.